1: <laughs> welcome back to star wars escape pod i'm your host josh and today we got diego back on for another episode of uh, clone wars talk and we have the finale to season three now which uh, even though we're going through chronologically uh, I-, I believe this is kind of the f- final Chapter of season three episodes that we have uh, to go through and uh, we have number sixty five and sixty six on our Chronological viewing order list which is episodes three twenty one and three twenty two Padawan lost and Wookiee hunt so we're gonna chat all about those right here on escape pod with Diego Landing all right we're back good to be back buddy good to have you back as always Finally got the finale to uh, season three to go through, so uh, I believe we're like uh, over the halfway point for the Clone Wars at this point.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I think that sounds about right. Um, yeah. That opening theme—it's really starting, like it's really starting to like get me going because he i don't know about you like me personally every time i i watch a a movie or like the show or something well Mm -hmm. a movie in this case but um every every time i hear the opening like the opening credits like the the opening crawl like like my hair stand up right like it just it like gets me like (laughs) gets me like excited still right so yeah so
1: uh, because yeah. it means I Star Wars sh- dude it is a new episode of Star Wars and you know you, you, you kind of you kind of respond to it like Ta-da! you know it just yeah. hits you and it's like yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. new yeah, episode totally. of, new episode of Star Wars the Clone Wars yeah uh, yeah even totally. even
2: with uh with the abortion trilogies i knew i like i knew I was going to be disappointed but the opening crawl was probably the best part of the movie <laughs> but uh,
1: <laughs> yeah john john yeah. williams always does a great job i mean you know yeah and even though he's not doing the music in the clone wars it's kevin kiner um yeah. it's still just it's still got it's still star wars like it's still got that vibe to it and um i was actually talking about this with with uh with Ben and Reed on on about Jedi Fallen Order but the Uh music the music in that game is so good it's just like uh it's got this really theatrical kind of experience to it and it just makes like the the playability just so much more wholesome and entertaining and and more Star Wars authentic feeling because a big part of Star Wars is the music.
2: Definitely. Yeah. yeah. That's the new one, right? Fallen That's, Order?
1: Uh, yeah. Fallen Order is the new one. It came out in December and uh, I played through it like a while ago, like in, in um, when it first came out, I think I, I binged it within the first like month that it was released and I finished in two weeks or something. But, um, but I, I've kind of put off talking about it until now because most of the people I knew at the time just hadn't finished it yet. And, and I was really eager to get through it. But Uh, everyone hadn't really gotten through it yet and I was like okay I'll I'll postpone kind of talking about Fallen Order until a later date and then it kind of it kind of hit me it's like okay you know first quarter's over let's uh let's sit down and chat about this game because uh, at this point most people have played it so um (laughs) yeah or at least you know heard about it or or seen a cutscene or two or something like that so it's uh yeah it's it's a it's a good story for sure. But um, yeah, speaking of stories, though we got uh, we got the first episode on our on our list here, which is Padawan Lost. So uh, let's listen to the feature and then we'll dive right into this. Sure. Yeah.
0: We'll never get out of here if we just keep hiding. We have to act.
1: There were other Padawans here that once thought as you do now.
0: So, I wanted to push the idea of the organic environments in this episode more than we had ever done before. I wanted a complete saturation of vegetation and to really feel like we're in this jungle, bramble, briar patch. So, I'd started describing this kind of big, tangled mess of a canopy that was like where rabbits would go and hide in a thicket, you know, but where little tiny people on these giant. Branches all twisting around in every direction, that it would be easy to get lost in this environment. And then the problem becomes, well, how do you make a set out of this? So what I resolved to do was have the modelers build sections of this jungle canopy. And then once they had roughly built it all, I went to the world and I scouted the world out as if it was the real world, but it was digital. And we, I found all the places that I wanted to shoot in there. You know, trees and grass and things like this have always been a challenge for us. There's just so much geometry involved. And often rocks and trees can look like they're just these geometric shapes that crop up and they lack all of the detail and spontaneity that the real world has. And I'm not trying for photorealism, but I'm trying for that inspiration, that kind of organic life idea that only nature really has. And it really came down to talking with Joel and being like, Joel, I'm really worried about these vines. They just, you know, we glued a texture on them, and they, but you can see the connections and it's it's just not enough. So Joel and Josh Rowe worked together to come up with this program that populates the background with tons of little odds and ends and branches and twigs and ants and bugs and butterflies and little creepy crawly things. and mist and a sense of humidity, uh, which just breaks up the space in a way that the show, the framing, has never had in the compositions that much. Little tiny detail break up of space. It just makes you feel like I'm in this environment finally. It definitely was a very big moment visually that we had done something we had never done before.
1: And we're going to use this in the future to make everything we're doing better all right cool so just dave again talking about a little bit of behind the scenes there on the progression of the visuals of the show because that's that's kind of i don't know if you know oh, well it's probably it's it's obvious that uh you know over time this show visually just gets a lot kind of better more appealing to watch and a lot more high quality but um i don't know binging through it like have you noticed this
2: oh yeah most definitely like uh i i <coughs> excuse me i remember in like season 1 and certain bits of season 2 like um i'd be watching and i remember commenting commenting to you like the 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 visuals it look it looked like a ps1 game back in the
1: day yeah, um, yeah. but uh
2: that. yeah but um but definitely like we're we're in, you know done season 3 now and like the the visuals like they've gone way up and I'm assuming obviously because the budget has increased. Uh, so I, I'm really curious to see the visuals on, you know, season seven, that must be like a top dog, you know, th- top shelf, you know? Mm. Uh,
1: yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it gets pretty good. Um, I'd say, I'd say like, I mean, I, I always said kind of back then when we were first starting out, I said, see, season three is kind of the turning point for the show. Mm. And oh, yeah. it it really is after that heroes on both sides episode that we watched uh, about the, like the politics of the war and everything. Uh, mm-hmm. It was really that episode that kind of um, that when we get the models that get changed and updated, and um, that's kind of the the start of an uphill kind of uh, incline of of worth of graphics and and you know visual representation just gets a lot better. So um yeah it's 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 cool but yeah just diving into like the first thing um the uh fortune cookie of the episode is called without humility courage is a dangerous game or something like that or is dangerous so um so that kind of feeds in through like the uh the moral of of that episode but uh first off we just got we got felucia again started off on huh. so
2: that
1: was that was kind of cool
2: yeah, a little uh little um a little callback. Yeah, yeah, we've little- seen Falusha a few <clears throat>
1: times, a few times at this point. Um uh, yeah. and uh and we saw those farmers again that we've seen before.
2: Mm-hmm. Um we we really only get like a two-second glimpse of them, but uh yeah. like they're they're the ones that we're training with uh with staffs and all that stuff. Uh
1: yeah. The whole land. Yeah, back in the episode when Honda was stealing from their farms and yeah. Uh, Anakin and uh and obi-wan and they're were, they're were training the the farmers to basically you know fight for themselves kind of thing mm-hmm. um, and those bounty hunters uh were were there as well at, at the in that arc and so um, and you know just jumping ahead a little bit but they pop up again uh, but yeah it's it was cool to see kind of all those characters return uh, to this realm of the galaxy you know. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, is such a cool place. Like I always thought watching Revenge of the Sith, it's, it's probably the most kind of color popping planet that shows up through the whole film. And Mm -hmm. it's when, uh, it's when, uh, Ayla Secura dies, um, from her clones in order 66, but we only got a brief moment of it, but it was so cool. Like when it first kind of showed up during that homage to order 66, it's just such a life full planet and uh you know it just got so much there so much foliage uh-huh. and, and all that stuff but uh which we we see a lot of that kind of thing throughout this arc but um yeah you know Anakin says okay so okay don't get cocky and you know she's got heightened senses for something else that's going, going on when they're trying to capture over this base, and she gets captured by Trandoshans and uh-huh. uh and it turns out that they got this little kind of uh you know buck hunt going on <laughs> where they uh kidnap various different alien species and people and put them on this island and on this moon somewhere and uh then they basically play you know play deer hunt with them all just try and <laughs> yeah try and, yeah, try, and <laughs> try and kill them all as a who's who's going to join the hunt um kind of thing yeah. so uh yeah yeah, it was very interesting episode like you know you never expect to see stories like this pop up in the clone wars but it's it always surprises you right like it's always like oh i wonder what's gonna happen now it's like oh wow cool
2: and it's funny you mentioned that because these uh these two episodes this little duology here it's kind of like a side thing because as far as like the the Mm -hmm. war efforts go and like the you know the main focus of the being the war, we don't yeah. really see it. It's more of like a little side story, kind of like, yeah. Oh, but hey, this was also going on at the same time, kind of thing. Exactly. It was,
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: it was. It was nice because it, it's like, um, I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna spoil too much just yet. But uh, this was. This took me by surprise. A really, really good, um, a <clears throat> uh, a a very famous character. Let's just say, uh, pops up for. I guess. I guess it would be their first canon uh appearance mm-hmm. yeah. technically speaking yeah yeah, yeah but but um, i'll save that for later but anyways um yeah so like they these trandoshans they they you know they they do this little uh duck hunt thing and like they catch release and they hunt for sport um and ah- ahsoka is obviously caught she escapes and she meets up with former uh jedi younglings uh, yeah
1: so- they kind of introduce themselves to ahsoka as uh, we used to be jedi yeah, it was interesting because this actually kind of plays a part in their story arc as well when when Ahsoka's influence kind of rubs off on them and basically inspires them to kind of act because they've been stranded <coughs> here for a while. And uh, yeah, uh, just going back to what you said about how this is like a side thing. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's totally true. Like this is it started it started off the way that most Clone Wars episodes might where it's like, OK back on and back into another battle you know like uh we're gonna see the battle of uh, felucia uh, like how that kind of comes into play with revenge of the sith and it's like yeah the campaign's going on there for a while i guess but uh but at the same time it's like it's like nope this is uh you know it kind of sidelines you and it's like yeah this is a story for ahsoka and her kind of character development and uh i gotta ask you like like really quick update like how do you like ahsoka now uh
2: yeah she's she's getting better um uh i like i i know i've said this uh, many times to you in the past but like when when the show first started like i just i i could not stand her like she's i know yeah like i i she's definitely growing on me i i think the worst part about her now would probably be just her voice it just i don't know for some reason it annoys me but um but in terms of character development goes uh she's she's really good like she's you know in, in this um in this duology, we see, uh, you know, more growth uh, from her perspective. And just, uh, uh, you know, it, I think this these two episodes really, you know, highlight how she's very much so like Anakin. Um, and, and like, again, not to go too much into spoilers, but uh, pretty much like we see a little glimpse of Anakin, you know, uh, Ahsoka gets caught and then that's it. Uh, yeah. Plo-, Plo Koon and Anakin say oh well uh, if she finds her way she finds her way but we we have to go kind of thing yeah. so they go back to Coruscant and Ahsoka's kind of left to you know survive for herself right um, yeah she-
1: Plo Koon actually just kind of quickly pausing on Plo Koon there what you said um, he kind of Anakin is really adamant to find her like he's you know gets yeah. Rex to search everywhere for her and they can't find her anywhere right and, and Plo Koon says something to Anakin which is interesting because he says he says something along the lines of how his emotions are clouding his judgment and uh this is something that uh that Anakin's son deals with as well like we see Luke deal with this um when his friends are kind of captured by Vader on Cloud City on on in Bespin and like we see uh we see this run through the Skywalker family where that where their emotions just really cloud their their overall sense of judgment and uh you know, and again, this happens to Anakin later on in Revenge of the Sith as well, big time. But oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then Plo Koon is just like, we have to go, and then they end up leaving. But okay. uh, but yeah, Anakin is as a determined guy; he's not going to give up on his padawan. So yeah, yeah, co- yeah continue there.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, and it's 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 good you brought that up because uh, you know the the uh, you know the determination and like the the emotions like we see a lot of that rub off on ahsoka and she's very much so uh, like kind of adopted a lot of those traits perhaps not to the full like degree in which anakin does but uh you know like in her teaching she mentions it in the episode and says um yeah. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to go that far, but uh, but yeah, like we, I'll just say that for now. Like she, she really does use. Yeah. Um, we see
1: her putting it into practice. Yeah, yeah,
2: she puts it to good use. Exactly. Um, uh, let's see what else do I got here. So we had
1: a we had a little a bit of a scene kind of uh, towards the beginning slash middle of the episode where it's introducing kind of the Trandoshan leader's son Dar and uh yeah. or whatever maybe i'm thinking of the next one but whatever the case is uh we saw kind of their initial like the throne room i guess like the guy where he sits on his big chair and it's <laughs> it's got it's dressed with a big wampa skin uh there's wookie skins all around the room hanging up on the walls there's a rancor head above the fireplace or whatever and and a reek head and uh you know, and this and a that, and you know, busts like like stuffed heads of different alien species around the room. Like you can tell that these guys have been kind of hunting for sport, hunting you know for sport for for a good long while, and they've been doing this for a good long while. Like uh, taking trophies for all the different kills, the special kills that they've had over the years, and uh, I thought it was kind of crazy that uh that we saw some of some of these big monsters that we, you know, we're used to not seeing die easily. Uh, And this kind of group of Trandoshans, like they're not to be kind of taken lightly sort of deal. Um, Yeah.
2: Sorry. Um, Yeah. um, It's, it's funny. You mentioned that, like, uh, along with that Easter egg, we kind of see, um, another Easter egg. I th- it's in the next episode, but um, but we'll get there. I'll I'll bring it up. But it's it's good you remind me of that. Um, so yeah, basically, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, Anakin. Anakin is told like by Plokoon, you know, we gotta leave and you know, he can tell he's he's distressed by this. Like he he doesn't wanna just, you know, let her go and like, you know, Ahsoka's gone, see ya. But uh, you can tell like in his his face kinda says it all. Like he has it deep down I think, uh to me I noticed like he's probably he probably has that face that, you know, says, you know, I, I I know she's there. <clears throat> I know she'll pull through and, you know, she'll get out of this. Um, and has high expectations of his apprentice, which which he should. I mean, he's he's very determined and, you know, he gets things done in a, <clears throat> sorry, perhaps not the most uh, orthodox way sometimes, but he gets it done. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, at any rate, um, we so Ahsoka meets up with these, uh, I believe, four, three or four, so anyways three or four
1: yeah um, it's uh it's, there's three others uh i think i believe yeah there's the tweelik, got- the Tweelick and the the human and then the other guy that's like kiari mundi with the extra brain in his head like he's got <laughs> the, like, the little lump yeah.
2: yeah so we got khalifa who's a human yeah, and khalifa, then the yeah. other two names i forget
1: but I for- yeah the only one i remember was khalifa
2: <laughs> yeah um but anyway so ahsoka meets with them and then they kind of go back and forth on their stories and they kind of release the information that, you know, we've been here for a long time and we can see they've got dirt on their face. Their, their, their clothes are all ashy. Like they've been, they have been sort of surviving for a long time. Who knows if they have had any food other than what, what's available like in the bugs, nature of yeah. That planet? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, survival of the fittest. Totally. Right. Mm-hmm. Um Commando style, like nothing, just, you know, sir, plain old survival. And, yep. um, they they tell Ahsoka that basically how it works is, uh, you know, come sunrise dawn they commence the hunt the trend trend oceans, and you know they they have to be you know wary about where they go and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So um, you know, Ahsoka, being that you know she's like, oh, she I think she mentions it in this episode. She says, you know, my master wouldn't want me to to give up and all that yeah, sort of stuff, and she wants deterrent. to she's determined and she kind of takes leadership of the group and they're like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll play ball and we'll listen. And and she's kind of like that inspirational voice and motivation behind it all. That's a good, guys. yeah,
1: true. That's, that's right. And I, I actually wrote this down too, is that it's actually reminded me of the speech that Jin gave to the rebels when, when it came time for the battle of Scarif in Rogue One. Um, it was, it was kind of an inspirational speech and, and, you know, very, very similar in terms of like how it paced out, and uh you know what she says to them it's like you can't give up now like we have to we have to act if we're gonna get out of here we gotta fight like and if we're not then we're gonna go down with a fight like this is this is what's gonna happen it's what's gotta happen because we're not giving up you know like i'm not gonna let you
2: exactly i like i'd rather be i'd rather you know play cat and mouse and die because i was trying to fight rather than play cat and mouse and die just because i'm gonna die right so yeah um But yeah, I, uh, like, um, so, uh, a little bit kind of fast forwarding. So they kind of have a conversation They, you know, Dawn comes and the, the hunt starts. So, um, Ahsoka runs into a trend, trend I forget the name. Uh, and she kind of, she kind of like, she force chokes him for a second, then kind of pushes him off to the side. Um. But then Khalifa's kind of in the background watching, and Khalifa kind of jumps into the battle, and then uh, Ahsoka gets cornered for a second, and like th- he's about to take the shot, um, and then Khalifa kind of force chokes this guy, and she's really going at it. You can tell like she's got hatred in her eyes. And yeah, she's like, about no, to kill. Don't, him. don't do that. Yeah, she's like, don't do it. That's not the Jedi way. Don't kill him out of anger and all that stuff. Um, and you can totally see like she must Khalifa must mm-hmm. have been here for a long time because, you know, she's choking this guy. She's like on the grip, like a little bit more and he's done. Um, and she gets quickly convinced because, you know, she used to be a Jedi and, uh, but you can tell like she wanted to do it, you know, probably no food, you know, hasn't bathed or whatever. But oh, yeah. She's been out here for a yeah. long time. She hates to, these
1: guys. Yeah. She hates
2: them. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> Uh, uh, also, another worthy mention: these transdotions, like they, they have a horrible shot, and that's like consistent in both these episodes. Like they're terrible. Like uh, it's it's bad. Like there's, <laughs> I think in this scene or the next one, whatever, um, in this episode or the next one. Sorry, um, you know they've got they're on they've got their little ships that they roam around on this particular planet on, and they've got like a a turret on there, and like there's there's, Four guys, you know, you got a Soka and the other two. Uh, they're they're all in plain sight and they're shooting like you, you could not be any more point blank. Other than some distance, I mean it's right there. You have a turret, just move it in all directions. You're bound to hit someone, right? Yeah, yeah. They miss every single time and it just it bugs <laughs> me the whole it bugged me the whole episode. I'm like, You guys suck like it's horrible.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, so at the end of the episode episode we have Khalifa's uh, unfortunate demise yeah. and uh it's it's actually kind of sad because like uh, you know Ahsoka gives this huge motivational speech and inspires them all and then now Khalifa's dead and yeah um and it's like I think that's gotta that's gotta hit Ahsoka hard you know because I guess you know obviously she I don't think she necessarily takes full responsibility for that at all but uh but at the same time it's like she's the one that's kind of um you know I guess doing her best to try and keep up inspiration in the group and uh, trying to lead them the best she can. Right. And, uh, and you know, and it's, and it's gotten kind of somebody killed along the way. So it's um, yeah, it's a bit detrimental for the others because they realize that, you know, well, they know that Khalifa has been there the longest and, uh, and now she's gone and it kind of, it's kind of a damper on kind of this rogue one motivational speech that we had in the first episode here but uh that actually leads us into the second episode if you don't got anything else for this one
2: uh yeah that's that's pretty much all i got oh one last thing sorry um with these trend oceans on this planet like um one very um reoccurring theme for me in this um at least in the show and of course in the movies like every creature that george lucas kind of like uh, he would put in the films, whether it was his idea or his team's idea. Like, it's so. It was. I always found it so funny how every, every single creature or species, they have their own dialect. They have their own sounds. So, you know, they like. Uh, the what the immediate thing that came to mind for me with these Trandoshans on uh, Felicia, or not Felicia, Felicia, Felicia not yeah. Felicia. Um, <laughs> what immediately came to mind with them is uh, like predators. Like, yeah. um, not sure why predators, but like, that's just, I don't know. It's the vibe I got, you know, they're on a, they're, they're in the jungle, you mm-hmm. know, they're, they're, they're being hunted. Right. Um, yeah. Well, they're like, term- they're
1: like, uh, they're like lizard people. Right. Like I, I, yeah. I guess it, you know, it makes sense. And we've seen, we've seen a trend ocean many times before. In fact, this goes all the way back to empire strikes back where like Bosk was introduced and you yeah. Know, and he's a trend ocean. So like we, we've seen kind of, and we've seen Bosca actually pop up once, once in this in this series as well so far with the Boba Fett arc. Uh-huh. But uh but yeah, like it's it's uh, it's cool to kind of see uh how the Trandoshans and and their kind of role in the galaxy kind of gets expanded upon and in terms of like what their culture is like and what some of these guys actually do in their spare time. They like they're just kind of hunting for sport at this point because uh there's uh you know, there's so much war going on that uh, there's probably a lot less that they can actually do to do that, right? Like, there it's not a galaxy of peace where they could go to just any planet and start hunting stuff. It's probably owned by the separatists, and, you know, they'll probably get shot on the way in. Or or maybe it's a republic planet that they don't uh, want any hunting allowed or anything like that, right? Like, it's um, – so I think for them, it's, it's kind of this – homemade kind of brewed up sport that they've kind of done is like they just kidnap people and embrace their heritage and just like yeah. shoot them for fun. <laughs> yeah. They, they've been there
2: for a while because of all the skins we see uh, in their, in their little home base that they've made. Um, Makes me wonder yeah. if they've
1: like done some traveling in their days as well. Just like, you know, traveling across the galaxy maybe even and, and Could be, uh, yeah. yeah, doing some, some sport hunting on different worlds
2: could be. Right. I mean a lot of those skins it was like um like we saw uh we saw wookie skins in that and I mean a lot of them too, yeah. A, a lot of them and like their home planet is Kashik, right? So yeah. um you know they they mention in the uh I think it's the next one that like Kashik is, you know, not too it's far clo- away.
1: Yeah, it's close by to the moon that they're yeah. on. Yeah.
2: But I mean that that made me think uh that like probably however long they've been there or whenever they kind of set up shop there, if you will. Like, I wonder, you know, how many of these different species and creatures came and they just they just said, oh, let's just kill them and, you know, capture them and catch and release and then start hunting.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah.
2: So, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much all I got for Padawan Lost. Um, but let's listen to the feature for the next one. It is called Wookiee Hunt.
1: Yeah. Okay, hold on a second. Let me play it.
2: <laughs> Where is she? This one was faster than most. I've lost the scent. (laughs) She can't
0: hide forever. (laughs) Wookiee Hunt brings us to the end of season three. It is the final part of the story where Ahsoka fights her way off this island and who better to come to the aid of this padawan than the very famous Chewbacca the Wookiee. During the course of telling this story, we had the moment where the Wookiees arrived to save the day. But as we moved into the design with it, Killian Plunkett and I kept talking about, well, how do the Wookiees get to this moon? What do they travel in? It felt very strange that the Wookiees would have these kind of Deep space travel uh, vehicles. I know that they built a kind of pod that Yoda travels in, in Revenge of the Sith*, but nothing quite fit. You know that they would have anything the size of like a, a Rebel blockade runner or even a shuttle. It seemed to be against their culture to have something that um, progressive that they were traveling off-world all the time. It makes more sense that the Wookies would hire someone. So George came up with the idea that Wookies have these people that they're friendly with and and they can get around from place to place. So I suggested, well, why don't we bring back Sugi and Serapos because Sugi has this awesome ship called the Halo. And in Bounty Hunters, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't go anywhere. It just sits in a hangar. I thought, well, this would be a great way we get the Halo flying. So we actually had to extend the cargo bay of the Halo because there really wasn't one before and I needed to carry all these Wookiees around suddenly. So we had to revamp the model and redress it, redesign it. And then we got to bring uh, Sugi and Serapos back to the show. And I think it made for a a really fun little cameo.
1: Make it quick, General. We're charging by the minute. And if my ship gets damaged, it'll cost you extra.
0: There's something about that moment that feels very genuinely Star Wars. But here's this fantastic world and these these Wookiee soldiers coming and and they've hired this galactic taxi cab and she's complaining about something as mundane as, you better be quick because I'm charging you by the minute. Meanwhile, we've been on this journey with Ahsoka and Chewie and we need to get him out of here and she's worried about the fair. It just felt really, to me, authentic. It felt like, yeah, that's just a bit our world, but so galactically out there that that reminded me of Star Wars. And it's probably, though, it's only one shot we really see her in before the landing platform at the end. It's one of my favorite moments in the whole episode when the, the Wookiees arrive with the bounty hunters to save the day.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
2: Yeah, a uh, lot of good action slash comedy on the, on the Wookiees part.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, for sure. And now that now that Dave's kind of kind of done our big reveal, um, yeah, this episode's called Wookiee Hunt, and we we kind of from the get go, this attack dropship kind of comes in, and and uh, there's a bit of a a takeover scene. Ahsoka and the Padawans try and kind of launch an assault on this dropship, but they end up crashing instead and uh the only prisoner aboard is chewbacca
2: i know of all of all creatures it's chewbacca um, I,
1: no- I noticed through this yeah. episode uh that ahsoka can speak or, or at least understand um shriwook which is the language of the Wookiees. so that's
2: that's what i was thinking like uh, uh, like apparently she speaks that like what yeah so she <laughs> but,
1: actually yeah cuz chewbacca understands basic but um which is our way of well, it's in Star Wars. Basic is equal to our equivalent of English, but yeah, uh, but yeah. So, so Ahsoka, though she can, she can actually understand Shrewick, Um and right. she's, I guess she's kind of maybe learned that through her Jedi teachings, or maybe, uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe it's one of those things where it's like all Jedi kind of learn additional languages, or maybe at least one. You know, because it's uh, one of the big kind of use uses of uh languages throughout the galaxy uh you know obi-wan understands roughly just a little bit of Huttese, but uh obviously anakin on uh, you know fluently speaks and understands it being from tatooine himself but um yeah i feel like i feel like a lot of jedi might have the ability to kind of do this just to communicate with other other species because that's kind of their natural role to play is being uh you know a, a defender of peace and a guardian and a, a peacemaker um or a peacekeeper i guess and yeah. uh, and it's like how are you how are you going to do that if you don't if you can't communicate properly with the the natives on some planets right
2: that's right yeah um so uh oh sorry um
1: we see so much yeah. mechanical abilities in this episode
2: yeah so um with that being said uh chewy kind of goes back uh with ahsoka and these other two guys i forget their names but um they go back and they plan on what they want to do they've taken one of the um uh what are they called again oh, they're taking uh, like uh, parts. trandoshans
1: yeah oh uh yeah so so they take it they take some spare parts of the like the ship though to uh-huh. to make like a transponder to kind of communicate with kashik which he yeah. tries to build but they uh they end up uh capturing one of the trandoshans which gets dropped off to try and I guess, hunt them down. Since since they launched an assault on the dropship, I think the Trandoshans kind of devised a plan to catch them by surprise, I guess, and try and fight back because uh, they, they realize that they're getting a little stronger.
2: Yeah, uh, and with that capture, they, there's a, a bit of a Jedi mind tricks that they pull on um, on this Trandoshan. And, uh, they basically they trick this Trandoshan into um, calling a, a ship to come pick... The him up saying, you know, I was a, I was a captive by the, um, by the other cap, by their captives, you know, like Ahsoka and, and the, yeah. te- the, that team there. But, um, uh, where was I going with that? Yeah. So, um, yeah, we see, we see Chewbacca kind of, um, <laughs> uh, do his, uh, his little mechanical skills there. And, um, they devise a plan to, um, kind of call call the ship and then go to like the um the home base uh where the oceans are on a uh, on fellasia or not fellasia Felucia um <laughs> on feluccia to to kind of get back at them right yeah so um let's see so they 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 get there and um you know, we have a lot of moments where Chewie's fighting Trandoshans, and like there was one part, uh, uh, I'm not gonna get to that funny part, you know what I'm talking about, Josh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, Chewie's choking one of these Trandoshans, right? And he's like, he's so red, right. you can see it in his eyes. He's like, he's just two seconds from just snapping his neck, and then Ahsoka calms him down, right? And, and then Chewie just like throws him on the ground, like, I don't want nothing to do with you, and kind of thing.
1: Yeah. But,
2: um, yeah, um, Uh, let's see. Uh, my, my notes are kind of like all over the place in terms of what happens in the episode here, but, uh, Um,
1: um, yeah, but once they, once they kind of get this, they, they take hold of this little pod that they, they use the Trandoshan captive for and knock them out. And then they they take this little ship and they kind of go up to the HQ, the HQ of the, of the Trandoshan hunters. Right. And then we see the big battle at, you know, which takes place for a good chunk of the episode but uh, you know, amongst the battle, we kind of get uh, we get into the the throne room again of this Ocean guy and you know we see some interesting stuff in there, some more interesting stuff than we did before with some of the busts on the skins on the wall and all that. Uh, we see we actually start to see some helmets and things on the shelf. One of them is like a, a man an ancient Mandalorian looking kind of helmet as a trophy. So I would imagine it's just like a keepsake. But yeah. yeah, we also got the Crystal Skull. <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, from Indiana Jones, uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah, yeah. Um, very, also very the worst brief Indiana appearance. Jones. Yeah, uh, yeah not, very not brief to... appearance, but um, but yeah. uh, it's it's in the corner and it's kind of like you have to like see it yeah. to 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 kind of like catch it kind of thing. But uh, yeah, uh, we. We see that, and then I do a little quick Google search, and then I I look up you know the Indiana Jones movie, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, and um, that's that's honestly the only Indiana Jones I haven't seen more than ten times. Uh, that's actually, fair. M- more than twice, or no, more than once. All the other ones I've seen you know loads of times, right? But there's but that there's one actually was just,
1: there's some yeah. good parts to that movie. I I didn't really like the. Overly science fiction aesthetic to it, but yeah. um, but it, it just didn't really feel as authentic Indiana Jones as some of the other ones did. But um, but yeah, like it, it was it was cool to get that little cameo appearance of that item because we've seen uh, an Indiana Jones item pop up before, which was the staff that Indy uses to reveal the location of the Ark, and um, the that Senator was carrying it in uh, the Gungan General episode that we watched. In season one, there was a little cameo appearance of of that staff. Uh the senator that dies on the ship that crashes, um, that Jar Jar then buries him and everything like that. His staff actually has that is the staff that that Indy uses to to reveal the location of the temple. So it's interesting to see these little kind of pop-ups of Lucasfilm uh franchise, right? Franchises, the only other major one that they kind of that they kind of do, but um yeah. But yeah, like, uh, and and next to the arc in Indiana Jones, we get the little Easter egg of Star Wars being engraving of C three PO and R two on the pillar next to where you actually get the Ark of the Covenant. So uh-huh. a little back and forth there. But yeah, I uh, I'd always kind of passed over this this very brief appearance of the Crystal Skull on this shelf, and I think this was what the first time that I've ever noticed it really was uh this flash of bright blue and i was like hold on a second and i just backed up a little bit there and you know Uh it's like yeah whoa what the heck like that's that's a quick very quick cameo it's easy easy to miss but uh it's like right after when the guy kind of with the hatchet pops off of the the ledge and and tries to take ahsoka's head off but um but uh yeah so it was leading up to one of your favorite moments which um you know
2: <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm just uh, giggling, just thinking about it. But um, so basically, everyone heads heads back to the HQ, right, of these transdoshians. And uh, <laughs> Wookie or w- Wookie Chewbacca sees uh, one of these transdoshians, and he's he's about to shoot someone. And he hops off this little cruiser ship that they have that the trans trend use. And then he he doesn't waste any time. He just grabs him and just lobs him over the ledge, and he's screaming all the way down so I, I was alan like we had to rewind that a couple times like that was so good that was so good but uh i just love i just Chewie's one of, he's always been one of those characters that like you can't not uh you can't not love him right uh yeah being that it's his first first you know canon ex uh appearance i guess in, mm-hmm. in this case like he's you know we see him do some of his mechanical skills we see him fight his hand to hand so um we see how just how brutal he is and that's a lot of uh a lot of his comedy but like uh it i i just love it yeah how <laughs> he de- and he does he does this twice. So there's the first one where he just picks him up, throws him off, and then there's one where he's kind of you know um, duking it out with this Trandoshan, and then the Trandoshan kind of gets the upper hand for just like a split second. You know, Chewie's on the ground; he's got his foot on him, and he's kind of choking Chewbacca. He's about yeah. to take a blast, and like he sees, uh, I think, oh yeah, I think uh, one of one of the the captives that Ahsoka kind of befriends. Kind of force lifts him up a little bit and then Chewie just totally takes advantage and just picks him up and
1: lo- lo- yeah, yeah, yeah. him off the uh, we, him off we the see it right? like three or four times through the whole end of the yeah. episode here where a Wookiee, at least Chewbacca or otherwise, like just hucks one of these Trandoshans off the edge, yeah, like, <laughs> and like they're, they're screaming. nothing, yeah, yeah, they're screaming all the way down, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, so yeah. good, um. Yeah. But yeah, I'm mean, like, we got this cool kind of appearance of all the Wookiees, like Dave was saying, like they come in with the, having hired these bounty hunters that we've seen before in their ship, the Halo, and uh, just come and, you know, drop them off kind of thing. And
2: uh, they start murking people, like everyone, yeah. just one after the other. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Just uh-huh. lobbing people off. Um, but yeah, it's such a good finale. And then kind of to, just to like cap it off, um, I mean like Anakin feels a little responsible for Ahsoka being taken and everything like that. Uh, but, um, no, she, she basically kind of says like, well, because of you, like I was able to lead others to survival because of your training master. And, um, they have a brief moment of kind of, uh, recollection there. Uh, just, just kind of, you know, happy to be in each other's company again. And, uh, Yoda has this like look over looks over at them as they kind of walk away. And, um, y- you know, I think he's he's pleased because but also kind of a little a little torn because he knows Anakin's emotions and where they lie of being attached. Right. And uh, in the very beginning, like when we watched the third thing on our list, uh, which is the theatrical Clone Wars movie. Um, it, uh, it has a little line when Anakin is first assigned Ahsoka and he's pretty unhappy about it. And, uh, Yoda says to Obi-Wan that, uh, for, for Anakin, it'll be a greater challenge to let go of his pupil than, uh, than anything else. Right. Like he says from the get-go, it's like, yeah, this is a good thing, but, uh, Anakin's going to have a hard time when it comes time to let her go. And we've seen this kind of pop up a few times through the show. Uh, when Ahsoka's in danger or or taken or whatever uh anakin gets pretty upset about it like he's he's pretty kind of torn about about uh the priority of the mission over her well-being so yeah we see him struggle with that through this whole arc
2: yeah uh and it's it's good that you brought that up because that kind of goes back to um the kind of the opening message of this episode of wookie hunt and it says a great student is what a teacher wants to be um and yeah i mean you said it uh you said it right there like it's just yoda sees you know that he sees the connection between anakin and how he is and how it kind of rubs off on ahsoka and you know when that time comes that they have to split because they eventually do uh you know it may be difficult but it's it's funny because uh it goes back to the saying of you know a picture paints a thousand words um but like you know that that smile it's like it's so uh open to so many different forms of interpretation like um but i i think i i agree with you like that's kind of what he's thinking you know he's pleased mm-hmm. but you know you can see like deep down he's like mm, yeah this is gonna suck for him when it's time yeah but, uh, but nevertheless, he's pleased with, with the assignment and, you know, mm-hmm. no one, no one was, uh, was hurt other than, uh, Khalifa. But, um, but yeah, uh, I'd be interested to see if those two other younglings, they kind of go back into, uh, um, yeah, I'm trying, I think, I think I'm trying to work.
1: remember if they pop up in the show again. I, I don't remember them popping up, uh, at any point in the future, but, uh, but yeah, that's a good point. Like, it, it 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 makes me wonder, like first of all, how long they've actually been gone, yeah. and then and then secondly, because because they're younglings, right? So I mean, they must have been, uh, they they must have been out with their master, kind of, uh, you know, either prior to the Clone War or or maybe just early on in the Clone Wars, you know, when it first started, because it it looks like they've been there a while, and mm-hmm. uh, and it makes me say, you know, it makes sense to me that they might be on this place for uh, a good year at this point maybe a little more and um yeah so so it makes me wonder yeah for sure like are they going to be like are they going to go back to their old master or does their master now have like a replacement padawan or you know are they going to be reassigned because of this or or do they even continue their jedi training because of this right like like um it makes me wonder for sure
2: Yeah, that'd be an awkward conversation with their master. Like, yeah, so you remember me? I thought thought you were a dead fella. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah,
1: yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but um, I think that's it it for me on these episodes. Like, um, a couple little Easter eggs, you know, some good action, some good comedy Mm -hmm. on behalf of Chewbacca.
1: Solid way to end uh, season three as well, just like uh, meeting, uh, you know, the first kind of chronologically – uh, speaking like you know, like what you were saying, just like the first time that we meet Chewbacca in a chronological order, because the only other time, kind of in the prequel era, that we see him pop up is uh, in Revenge Episode of the three. Yeah in Revenge of yeah. the Sith when Yoda yeah. goes to Kashyyyk to to uh, help the Wookiees win the war against the droids there, mm-hmm. and uh, that really is kind of the only. Time that we see him in the in those films, right? And it's it, it makes sense that he pops up in the Clone Wars because, like, you know, why not, right? Like, if you, if you're gonna have a Wookiee show up in the Clone Wars, why not make it Chewbacca, right? He's he's around, he's you know, uh, mm-hmm. old enough, and shows up eventually again in the movie anyway. So yeah, like it's it was a great choice of cameo, and uh, I think they handled his character super well. Like, it, you know, yeah. I would even I would even <laughs> argue to say that this episode is probably designed around incorporating Chewbacca this arc, you know, maybe mm-hmm. even like they probably even had it in mind George probably thought like yeah, at some point I want to bring Chewie in for for an arc. Like let's let's do do it this way. So.
2: Yeah, and that's that's what I love about um Lucas how he does it. Like uh especially with the prequels. Like there's some characters that a lot of people complain about, but there's some that he brings back and they're like, "Oh, like Chewbacca, you know, like uh and and stuff like that." Um mm-hmm. but uh you know with the i didn't i didn't really get a whole lot of that with um with uh the sequels like i mean yeah they brought luke back but i mean uh you know now that we bring that up uh you know that was totally an insult to luke's character i mean they just kind of made him look like an old man hermit crab guy and just you know he, you know well it's like
1: it's like that with with all of them too like i mean we got sama uh in the force awakens which was nice i feel yeah. like we had less of him as the trilogy kind of goes on but um but at the same time it's like when you watch this episode and it's a 22 minute episode and we're getting chewbacca for 15 minutes of those episodes of that episode it's like that's pretty man, big like, that's that's as much screen time as he gets through like the whole sequel trilogy like pretty much that's that's as much screen time as it gets through the whole thing it's like or or even more like it's it's actually kind of crazy when you think about it like um that these legacy characters that people love during the original trilogy like you actually get more of them in the prequels now than you do in anything else
2: that's right and like uh because i just don't
1: incorporate the clone wars with the prequels right like i kind of group it all together
2: it's in the same you know timeline of yeah from it's in the one same three. yeah it's yeah. in the
1: same kind of uh, time bracket yeah
2: yeah yeah exactly um yeah i mean uh we don't really get it's it's funny you mentioned that like we don't thinking about it we don't really get a whole lot but we get you know <laughs> we get we get too much of bb8 you know uh, stupid mm-hmm. droid, hate him. Um, but, you know, like C-3PO, we kind of get gypped on that. R2D2, we get gypped yeah, on that. Uh, yeah, like, 3PO, we got chipped
1: you know? a lot. I think I think yeah. Anthony Daniels really kind of made a statement about that, maybe at some point, but but I don't know. I don't know what happened because in The, in the Rise of Skywalker, he's got a lot more of a prominent position as far as like his role. And that was one thing. Uh, if I were to be like a little more positive about this, about the sequel trilogy right like like that's one thing i i did really appreciate in the sequel trilogy is that the last time in recent history that we got uh as a big of a part as 3po was in the phantom menace and and uh and in clone war in in attack of the clones and revenge of the sith he's really just got cameos right and yeah. and i feel like the rise of skywalker did a great job at incorporating that character but um,
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah uh, or, so. horrible movies
2: but anyways um yeah uh, thanks for tuning in as always guys you know any comments questions or concerns please email or tweet us we'll be happy to answer them accordingly um stay safe listen to the podcast and um you know for god's sake wash your hands <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah
1: yeah no kidding yeah. all right man thanks for coming back on the show we'll see you next time for uh, season four of uh, Clone yeah. Wars Talk, we're going to be starting off with uh, the Water War uh, yeah. arc, which is uh, we're going to be going to uh, Moncala. Uh, see the Mari. Nice. Yeah, get some more legacy characters popping up in there. You know, Sweet. Like you know what I'm talking about.
2: Yeah, I know exactly what
1: yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah, you know what
2: I'm talking about. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks for having me. All
1: right, thanks, buddy. Okay, see you later.
2: Talk to you later. See ya. See
1: ya. Alright, thanks everybody for tuning in and thanks Diego for coming back and doing another Clone Wars Talk episode. Uh, He's going to be, Diego's going to be with us for the the remainder of the show, of of course. uh, Finishing off Clone Wars with Season 7, which has been coming out on Disney Plus recently. And uh, if you've been keeping up to date with that on a weekly basis, uh, because you've already seen the Clone Wars and and that's kind of like, you know, a a weekly thing for you now at this point, uh, then that's awesome. Don't forget, we haven't forgotten about those don't don't worry about it i've been keeping up myself at least uh but uh, our clone wars talk episodes have not gotten to that point yet so uh you know we we will get there eventually but uh at the moment season four here we come and uh, i think what i want to do is actually we didn't start off the series like this we didn't start off the series with attack of the clones but uh what i do want to do is uh finish off the series with uh revenge of the sith in the mix and, and have that kind of tied in with our Clone Wars viewing order because uh, if you kind of heard the rumors or if you're on top of that show at all, minor spoiler for how the progression of the story takes place, but uh, season seven will overlap with episode three. The theatrical film, uh, Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. So uh, it's going to be an interesting viewing order there for us as we throw that in the mix. I really want to get that in there because uh, the Clone Wars is also a big part of Revenge of the Sith and uh, and um, another major reason why we love Star Wars, all the crazy overlaps and interwoven stories. So anyway, thanks for, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next time. May the Force be with you.